The Mind Aware, 177. Please enjoy this classic interview with Cliff Dumas. Hey there, Brain Trainers. This is Dana Wild, and welcome to the Mind Aware Show, where you discover the best information on mindset, wealth, and more. Start your day with the Mind Aware, and now you're ready to take it. Would you like to be a more compelling presenter? Would you like to be more memorable, more influential? Well, I am here with Cliff Dumas, the founder of The Talent Whispers, and you are soon to discover how big stars like Ryan Seacrest and Jimmy Kimmel keep their audiences engaged. So hi, Cliff. Dana, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. So good to have you here. So Cliff, being engaging, you know, it's not just about speaking from the stage, right? I mean, as an entrepreneur, why should you care about giving a compelling presentation? I think the horrifying reality is that if you're not compelling, you're forgettable. And in the world today, you can't be forgettable regardless of your message. You don't want to be forgettable in your personal life or your business life. And so in order to do that, you really have to work on being and presenting yourself in a compelling way in front of a stage, in, in front of your partner, uh, in front of your staff. And we believe that, and I found this in my 30-year broadcast career, that we're all personality brands. So as a business owner, entrepreneur, keynote speaker, you represent either your ability, your product, or your business, and delivering your message in a compelling way means that you move people to like you, trust you, by your brand, product, or expertise. So it, it's really fundamentally a really important thing to remember that you want to go into it not only because you want to feel better after you do a presentation or a sales pitch or, or speak to somebody or uh, go into an interview for the first time, really putting in the prep and planning to make sure that your presentation of any kind in the communication uh, world is compelling is really key for you to make an impact on whoever you're talking to. Right. I get that. And that's so clearly said. So what's interesting I noticed about what you said is you were talking about all the different ways we communicate. And so you think these skills have to do with even just a one-on-one conversation with somebody, even your spouse maybe, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's key things that that I found. And listen, you know what? I, I think most importantly, this is an evolution for everybody and something you can start practicing today which I'll share with you in a couple of minutes, but there's skills that we can share today that you can start practicing that will absolutely transform your, your ability to connect with virtually everybody in your life. Well, okay, I'll bite. Give us a skill that we can practice today. I love it. I want to hear it. Okay. Well, I th- we've all experienced this, so think about when you've been in a conversation one-on-one with somebody, and it is absolutely clear that that person is uh, either going through their laundry list or their grocery list or thinking about anything else other than what you're saying to them. Mm. You know, how does that make you feel? Yeah, ignored. Exactly. So um, w- we live in a world now, and I love the fact that there's some entrepreneurs in San Francisco that are 
mandating that when there's a meeting, everybody has to put their communication device, whether it's cell phone or iPad or whatever it is, into the center of the table and turn them off. So there's no engagement of doing anything else, texting, following email, whatever that is. It's kind of old school, but I love it because it means that we have to be what's called an active listener. So think about this today with everybody in your life. If you are having a, a conversation with anybody, staff, personal, loved one, if you look them in the eye and are absolutely present to what they're saying, two things happen. Not only do you hear everything that they're saying, but the person speaking feels heard and understood. And that's the most important thing about communication. It's, it's not a monologue. It's a two-way street. And the person you're speaking to has to feel like they're being heard when they're communicating back to you, right? So it's really important to be an active listener. Interesting. It's funny because what I hear you saying is it's an energy shift. It's about being an active listener as much as it is about being a good presenter because it's give and take. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And the terrifying thing that broadcasters, both radio and television, have to live with on a daily basis is something that I experienced being a morning host in San Diego for 10 years and 20 years before that in Toronto, is that we are rated every second of every day. Mm. So everything you say and everything you do is monitored in some way, and you get the research of that. So not only is this an emotional piece of, of, of knowledge to share with people of how to be more engaging, but it's backed up by millions and millions of dollars in research and millions and millions of people from across the country in every demographic. So we find that, um, and think about the best people in the world that do it, like Larry King, mm-hmm. uh, who said, and I love this quote from Larry, is that I never learned anything while I was talking. <laughs> Yeah, that is a good one. I love that, actually. That's great. This is Dana Wild on the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Cliff Dumas, founder of The Talent Whispers. You said something earlier. You said, uh, don't be forgettable. And I, I think in this culture, with all the noise we've got, that it's more important than ever to be memorable. And I, I know you recommend using questions for that. Can you tell a little bit more about how to use questions effectively? Think about when somebody asks you a question, what happens? Something happens in all of our brains. It sets up some intrigue. It creates a mystery. Uh, head, uh, uh, questions or headlines work the same way when you're, when you're uh, working on either a way to communicate with staff or doing a presentation. If you ask a question uh, and create that mystery, whether somebody's going to answer that question, you ask it to a group of people, it has the same result. You're engaging them in conversation. You're making it about them. You instantly draw them in. And the moment you make it emotional for the person that you're talking to by engaging them in a way that makes it interesting, you've asked them a question that either is about them or something that they're interested in, then you capture their attention. And when you capture their attention, they hear more, they absorb more, they learn more. And, and at that moment, when you have them emotionally engaged, that's when you deliver your call to action, which can be a sales call or motivating them to do something uh, or, or motiva- motivating them perhaps to change the world. If you're, you're a movie producer and you produced a, a movie about the environment, your call to action would be to inspire people to make a change in their life that's going to help the environment. If you're a salesperson, your goal is going to be to motivate your client to purchase or buy more. Uh, if you're a business leader, you might be motivating your staff to do better with whatever it happens to be that your business does. 
I'm thinking the interesting thing about questions, too, is that they engage the brain as well. So it's almost like instantly, it's a little bit of a cheat, really. When you ask a question, it instantly engages the brain, it instantly engages the other person. It kind of forces them to get present, doesn't it? Does that make sense? Well, you're the brain person, so (laughs) 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 yes, it does, doesn't it? Because the more intrigue you create, the more your audience will wonder what happens next. And the more you you wonder what happens next, the more you pay attention, and the more you pay attention, the more you hear, notice, and retain. I totally get that. This is Dana Wild from the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to the founder of the Talent Whispers, Mr. Cliff Dumas. Do you have a story for us about how being a better communicator has impacted somebody's business? Yeah, well, you know what? Yes, and there are many stories out there. And I, what I love about storytelling, and we're an advocate about storytelling, is I, I, I truly believe that storytelling is the holy grail of communication, whether it's business or in personal life. And storytelling doesn't have to be long. Storytelling isn't about word count. Um, the first thing you have to realize with, with storytelling is that you really embed your message within the framework of something that we've all grown up to expect. We all love stories, and stories work on a framework. So by telling a compelling story, instead of doing you know, essentially what is a data dump, you're compelling your audience to engage in your story. And that's what I love about storytelling. I think that great communicators are great listeners and also know how to craft compelling stories. So one of the stories I'm going to tell you and start with is structurally how to create interest with your stories. So if I were to say to you, how did perspiration create inspiration for the idea that developed a billion-dollar company? What happens in your mind? You're either interested or you're not, or you're not right? <laughs> right? But if, you, if you're interested, I've got you. Now, you wanna, now I want to narrate the struggle for the challenge that I just set up or, or answer the question that I just gave you. So this is a great story. We write about this in, in the Talent Whispers. Is that, I think it was 1996, uh, Kevin Plank was this walk-on fullback at the University of Maryland. So he and his teammates' biggest pet peeve was how gross the sweat-soaked cotton shirts would get during their workout. It was just disgusting. It would weigh them down. So Kevin decided to do something about it, and he started doing this research into fabric, uh, and he discovered that the women's lingerie fabric, I think it's called or pronounced uh, capilene, mm-hmm. but it's you know that lightweight fabric that retains its shape, and it drew sweat away from the body, right? So he worked in his grandmother's townhouse in Washington, D.C., while he was still going to college, and developed this T-shirt made out of this fabric and then sent samples to his buddies who had gone on to play in the NFL. The moment that changed Kevin's life happened uh, when quarterback Jeff George of the Oakland Raiders was featured on the cover of USA Today wearing an Under Armour T-shirt. So that was the beginning of his journey. Now, how does he use storytelling to sell his story? So what I loved about this guy is that he, he created this mantra that every great brand is like a great story. So he instructed his sales staff to encourage customers to share their stories. So instead of walking into a store that sold the Under Armour T-shirt and saying, how can I help you, they would ask, what do you want to be? So the customers would, um, at that moment, well, you're going to share your passion with them, your, your, your emotional journey, and you'd probably say, you know, I want to be a marathon runner or I want to be a professional baseball player. I want to make the team. 
this gave the salesperson at Under Armour the opportunity to create the resolution to their story, and in turn, the payoff for the company, which, of course, whatever you want to achieve, Under Armour will help you do it, and they've gone on to make how many billions of dollars. But a really innovative way to use storytelling as a sales tool to help promote your product or business. I was just going to say that too, Cliff. Listen to this for marketing, everybody. Terrific idea. Have your customers share their stories. Fantastic. You're listening to the Mind Aware Show. What did Apple founder Steve Jobs do to keep his audiences engaged? We're going to answer that question. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Welcome back to the Mind Aware Show. I am your host, Dana Wild, and I'm here with Cliff Dumas of the Talent Whisperers. And he's revealing secrets on how to connect to your target audience. So, Cliff... Apple founder Steve Jobs, he actually, he had a trick, right, that he used to keep audiences engaged. And so do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? The power of three. Uh, it's something that, that I've used as a simple structure but didn't invent and can't take uh, credit for it. But it's something that some of the best communicators in the world have used over and over again, including Steve Jobs. And if you Google the YouTube presentation and introduction of uh, Steve Jobs introducing the iPhone, you'll see him magically use uh, the power of three because he sets everything up in three. So rather than necessarily going through every element of his presentation, I encourage you to look that up and watch how he does it, and you'll see exactly what I mean. But why it works is simple because there's a magic to the number three. And, and the biggest question is, well, you know, why three? Because it resonates, it sticks and it really feels right uh, rhythmically. Um, we've grown up with a pattern of three in our entire life. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the three little pigs, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> the, the rule of three uh, is how the world of entertainment has functioned for hundreds of years. Right? And Aristotle has this great quote who said that every, three, uh, every play has three acts, a beginning, middle, and end. And if you look at, at uh, jokes and comedy, they're, they're, there's the setup. There's the narration of the story, and then there's the punchline. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. So we use the power of three to set up a simple structure. And what I loved about Steve Jobs, who was a master of this, is he only ever gave you three images maximum on, on his screen. Uh, he believed that the use of PowerPoint as a punctuation, not as something that had a screen filled with text, but then he kept delivering it over and over again. So he would tell you what he was going to do. He would do it. And then he would recap it. Again, the power of three. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. You just gave us so much there, Cliff. And what I'm wondering, I was thinking about you talking about this framework of a story. And is that the framework then? Is the framework 
the beginning, middle, and end, or tell you he's going to do it and then do it. What is that framework, if I had to put it down succinctly? Well, I'm stealing the power of three to develop a simple framework that people have to use over and over again. And think about this from a construction standpoint. You can't build a house without building a framework first. Stories, entertainment, movies, presentations, basic communication uh, function consistently using a simple structure. So we developed something that's easy to remember, which is called the three R's of storytelling. So I'll break down the three R's for you so you can remember this when you're putting it together, your presentation or your speech or whatever happens to be. The first R is the reason. So you need to give your audience a reason to be interested in your story. So that's setting up the challenge or, like we said in the last segment, ask the question or make a powerful statement, something that creates some intrigue. Okay? The second R is reveal. So this is where you simply narrate the struggle to overcome the challenge that you set up in your opening statement. The third R is the resolution, and that's the payoff. It's the punchline, an emotional conclusion, or the call to action. Uh, If you follow that simple structure, you'll create consistently compelling stories for all of your media, personal, or business interactions. And and see, I I just do it naturally. I just gave you three things at the end there. I said media, personal, or business interaction. The crazy thing is from from a brain standpoint, and you could speak to this probably more effectively than I could, the brain can assimilate patterns of three easier than any other number because it's the smallest element. If you gave somebody six things to remember, I don't know about you, but I couldn't. No. <laughs> I, can barely, I can barely remember my zip code, but I can remember three things pretty consistently. So a simple structure based on the rule of three or the power of three will work every single time. Yeah, that's exactly right, Cliff. Power of three, or the, the brain reacts to three. It's a, a memory trick from way back. I want to repeat these because they were really good. Reason, reveal, and resolution, and yeah. uh, so much easier to remember them. And I really think that maybe I'm wrong, but it sounds like the powerful one there, reveal. You know, when I hear somebody's going to tell me three things, I'm on the edge of my seat. You know, aren't you? And, and Cliff, where can everybody go to find more about you? We are uh, about to launch our digital product, which is what my partner and I, Randy Lane, and I do. And Randy uh, is a, a legend in the radio communication world, and we partnered up to teach radio and broadcast and entertainment people. Randy mentored Ryan Seacrest, Jimmy Kimmel, Carson Daly, and continues to mentor hundreds of others, and, and I, along with him, do as well. And we created this product called The Talent Whispers, and you can go to the thetalentwhispers.com for the complete course and, and information about what we do. Awesome. That is thetalentwhispers.com. T-H-E-V, talentwhispers with an S.com. So good to have you here, Cliff. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dana. You are listening to Dana Wild on the Mind Aware Show, and our mindset moment for today is to encourage you to tell a new story. Each and every day, we all spend time, we repeat stuff, right? All the events of our lives. We talk to family members, partners, kids, friends, business associates, neighbors, acquaintances, even the gal in the convenience store. And so when you're talking to these people, are you telling positive stories of what's going right with your life? Or are you telling the stories of everything that's going wrong? Well, I would like to encourage you to focus on the positive. Think about and talk about the things that are bringing you joy in your life. Pay attention and make that shift to the positive because it's true. What you talk about, you bring about. And so talk about what's going right right now and learn 
how to grow your business quickly and easily by leveraging the power of your mind. This is Dana Wilde, your host, asking you to keep your mind aware, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mind Aware Show. And remember to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash themindaware. Please join us for tomorrow's episode. You deserve it.